let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Welcome into the podcast. Time for another edition of Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee, Managing Partner at Elevated Retirement Group. And we're going to talk this week on the podcast about why people might not visit with a financial professional. We're going to discuss some common reasons that people just avoid it, choose not to do it, whatever the case is. Uh, we're going to go through a couple of the main ones here and uh, get Sean's take on this and things he's seen in his many years of helping folks get to and through retirement. So if you've got some questions, need some help, make sure you reach out to the team. Find them online at ElevateMyRetirement.com. That's ElevateMyRetirement.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting app you like to use, Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good jazz. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week? I'm good. Just uh, just back. Yeah, you were back just telling me. At it. Yeah, you were just yeah. telling me a little bit. You guys, uh, the guys did well. The kids did well in their uh, in their tourney. So very cool. Yeah, yeah. Omaha's that was our first experience in the College World Series. It's the largest youth tournament in the country. Yeah. Oh, it's and huge. Uh, yeah, for sure. And so the Triple Crown Sports, where we the governing body that we played through in this tournament, uh-huh. there was like 650 teams in this tournament. Wow. How many all, kids on a team? All age group. Uh, anywhere from. 11 to 13. That's so a lot of people. Oh, man. Omaha was was insane. It was and, jammed, huh? Yeah. And you, you've got, you go out there and, you know, obviously our, our age group didn't have 650 teams, but. Right, we, right. But boys went out, they handled their business. They showed that you, they put Utah on the map and they won it. Very, very cool. So kudos to the guys. Uh, if you've ever, if you've caught some of the different podcasts, we've even had Sean's boy on here one time having a conversation with us. <laughs> he was, it <laughs> was pretty funny on that. So uh, yeah, so very, very cool. Well, congratulations to him and, and to all the guys. Good job. Yeah, they did. They did well. They, That's they played very, very clean baseball. Very good. Very good. Well, let's talk about today's podcast topic, Sean. It's why people might not visit with a financial advisor. I got a couple of the big reasons here. So let's talk through them. First one's a tough one. It's a tough one, I imagine, for you as a business owner and a financial professional to sometimes figure out how to overcome what would be the lack of trust. Many people just kind of see financial advisors uh, in this kind of you know weariness state because it's your retirement. It's everything you've ever saved. It's all your money. And I get it, right? That's a, that's a scary thing to hand over to somebody else, but the statistics are what they are. Uh, and, and often, you know, an advisor can really help, you know, elevate that. Uh, but you do have to work on that trust issue with folks. And I get it. It's tough. Well, and it takes time. Trust just doesn't happen overnight. You right. don't, you know, immediately meet with somebody and say, oh my gosh, this is the person that I'm going to hand over all my hard-earned assets to. And they're just going to do what they're supposed to. And yeah, I, I think that trust comes with with time, it comes with confidence, and it comes with facts. And, and so when you start to look at how to build trust or how to, as an individual, how to find somebody who's trustworthy, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's going to take some time. It, it's yeah. going to take meeting with a handful of people, a couple of advisors. If you don't find the right fit, mm-hmm. first advisor you meet with, Go see another one. Seek out another one. Yeah, exactly. If you don't find the right fit there, seek out another one because usually what... What happens when it when it comes to, to working with advisors is that everybody has the best of intentions at the get go. You know, in our in our practice, you know, when we build plans, I can tell you right now, uh, when we build plans with, for individuals and for families, we gather all the facts. We go through, uh, and facts are not just what's on paper; it's how a person feels. Right. Right. And how you feel felt in twenty twenty one is probably different than how you felt in twenty twenty two. 
Sure, and, yeah. And so a set of facts we had in 2021 may lead you to, to make decisions and it, oh, now in 2022, I don't like those facts and it's, your, and it's your fault. It's your problem. Right. So what you have to do is you have to, you really have to spend time finding that, uh, that advisor that, that is going to ebb and flow with, with facts as they change. But at the end of the day, follow the plan too. Like once you find an advisor, follow the plan and, and trust the guidance. Don't make knee-jerk reactions off of a, a six or eight-month you know, period of time. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to do, right? I mean, we see all the, the headlines, and they're all flashy and inflammatory. Uh, you know, and so there's nothing wrong with you know, getting, getting scared a little bit. But you know, talk to your advisor and say, okay, look, is the plan still good with these X, you know, X factors in place? Do we need to make changes or whatever, right? But that's where building trust over time can come with it. And, and I will say this, Sean, when it comes to you know, the trust factor – you know, ten th- tens of thousands of transactions happen every day with advisors all across the country, and they're just they do a fantastic job, right? But it takes one FTX scandal, you know, to make people go, "Oh, I don't want to," you know, I'm scared to put my money someplace because someone's going to steal it, right? And that's just not the norm, right? It, it, but it gets the headlines because it's inflammatory and it's big numbers. Here's the thing to remember too, as as an individual, you know, I've I've been doing this a long time, right? Um, a long time. I, He's really old, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll hit 21 years in August, which right. is just wild to me. Right. And and here's the thing to remember: that good advisors are also judging you and interviewing you to determine if you are a right fit. A for good them. fit for them, exactly. It's a two way street. And it, that, to me, that helps the trust factor. It, it does because I, you know, we're we're to the point now where I don't have to work. We don't have to work with anybody or everybody. Right. So right. If an individual comes through my door. And they're not nice to our team. Their expectations are out of whack. They're condescending. They're guess what? You're not going to get to work with us. Same goes if you're a client of ours, and this this has just happened. Same goes that if, if you're if you're condescending, if you're argumentative, if you don't follow facts and logic, we're going to ask you to move away from our firm. Yeah, you're not the right fit for each other. Exactly. Yeah. So like any relationship, right? Uh, we've all had relationships that failed, you know, and you just well, you just didn't find the right one. And there's and so that's so to your point, you know, interview one, interview two. Uh, one of the reasons we do the podcast, right, is is it get, as it gets shared around and people are checking it out. It's a way to learn more about you know the people at the establishment, whatever establishment it is. I mean, everybody now and their brother's got a podcast, right? But mm-hmm. one of the reasons they do it is not just to hear themselves talk; it's to offer a way. For folks to get to know you a little bit, especially if you're doing business in whatever industry, it's like, hey, okay, I've listened to this guy talk a bunch. He's a family guy. He helps his kids with baseball. I like that, right? Or whatever the case is. Right. Yeah. So that's one topic is lack of trust. All right. Perceived cost is another reason that people don't visit with a financial advisor. Many people just think it's too expensive, Sean, or... There's still some folks out there that feel like uh, you have to be rich to have an advisor or a trust kind of thing, right? Those two things still kind of pop up in, uh, oh, that's only for rich guys and gals. Right. No, I mean, cost is, there's always a cost, right? So sure, there's always a cost of doing business, whether it's you're in your 401k or you're buying mutual funds. Or a mechanic or, or your haircut. Or mechan- <laughs> yeah, or, or you're working with an advisor. When it, when it comes to an advisor's cost, for me, it's pretty simple. It's a calculation or it's a function of value, right? Okay. So if an advisor charges X, Y, Z, you better get X, Y, Z worth of value. Right. If you're not, it's too expensive. Uh, but we track everything in our firm. 
So we actually, we go through and we track what's called attribution, which is the effect that we're having on a portfolio uh, in up markets and in down markets. And it's based off of stock selection. It's based off of the allocation that we have. And it's based off of what's called um, interaction, which is rebalancing and reinvestments and things like that. And Vanguard came out and said, well, a good advisor should give you an additional 2% net value on your portfolio. And they're the cheapest company out there a lot of times. And if, if you're in the DIY space, and they're even saying that an advisor can be helpful. An advisor can be helpful. Now, that, that comes in, it's a double-edged sword. So the goal is, if the markets are down 15, our portfolios are down maybe 10 to 12, depending on the allocation, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't want to take that deep valley. On the flip side of that, we want to be, we want to outperform our benchmarks by 2% on upsides. So we, we track all of that. So I can, I can look at any portfolio at any given time and say, here's our attribution. And we've got in down markets, that's actually where we provide the most value. Mm. It's not in the up markets, in the, it's in the down markets because what we've done is we've put things in place that, that position the portfolios to not take the full losses of the market. Now, some portfolios do, and they're, they're strategically designed to be that way. You know, our equity growth model took some big hits in 2022, but it's massively recovered in 2023. So we know that that's a chunk that's going to be volatile in our in our portfolios. Yeah. How you mix and match that with other models is where you get the the true allocation. Yeah, and I, and again, perceived cost, I mean, Sometimes you know, we just kind of highlighted that people think it's going to, well, it's, I can just save the money and do it myself. That's my third one, actually, is the do-it-yourself yeah. mentality. And, and it's understandable on the accumulation side, Sean, uh, because for 12 years, we had a pretty great bull run on in the market. And really, I mean, you could even say with the one down year of 22, it's, you know, some people are saying that it's it's up right now that it could be on another run. Who knows? Right. We've got to, to, you know, time will tell. But you could throw a dart at the dartboard uh, over the last 12 years and probably did pretty well in, in some different indices. However, that's accumulation. The financial advisors, the things that bring that you guys bring to the table, I think that most people maybe miscalculate or don't realize is all the moving parts that become retirement at some point. And that's just a whole lot of stuff to do yourself. Plus, why would you want to as a retiree? I want to enjoy my retirement and not get a second job as a financial professional. You know, it's funny, the do-it-yourself mentality and, hey, I, I want to manage my own money. I want to do this. That's fine. Guess who doesn't manage their own money? Hmm. Me. <laughs> the guy who's an advisor. You, you, I don't. The way that, I, that my personal plan is built is that I've built the overall strategy. Mm-hmm. I oversee my strategy, but I'm not going out and I'm not deciding what stocks to buy or sell. I don't have time to do that. The people that we've hired our chief investment officer and his team, the one who manages money for all of our clients, he manages my money. Right. He, I, I'm in the same models for the most part. And I've structured my allocations a little bit differently because I, you know, my age and my goals and my comfort level with risk. But as an advisor, I don't even manage my own money. I mean, think about that. Yeah, I mean, well, think about any industry, right? So, I mean, how many... I don't know. I mean, how, well, I mean, how many mechanics 
often work on their own car, right? I mean, you know, I've got a mechanic buddy, and his wife is constantly yelling at him because he never fixes their car. <laughs> and he's like, that's because I do it all day long, right? You know, so there's a, there right. could be a million, you know, different kind of things when you're thinking about it. But I think for the DIYer, the biggest thing that I noticed when, Sean, when I talk to advisors all across the country, again, is that it's it's one thing to accumulate it. It just truly is another to do the preservation stage because it's how all these things interact with each other, right? Yeah, where you're taking your income from, at what time, how that does that affect Social Security? How does that play into this, that, and the other? What about the yep. long-term care? Like That just becomes a lot more than the DIYer really probably wants to deal with in retirement. I don't see an orthopedic surgeon doing knee replacements on himself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Probably could. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. I mean, the liability might be kind of rough, but he probably could, yeah, if he didn't pass out, right? Well, how do you reach out? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. But that's a good point, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so that's a good point. All right, let's do one more. Uh, and I think maybe it's kind of we kind of touched on that a little bit right there on the last one. It's just the misunderstanding of an advisor's role, which could be a reason why people don't visit a financial professional. Again, I said it kind of earlier. Some people think that you got to be, you know, rich. And when I say rich, they're probably thinking like multimillionaire, right? Uh, and that's just right. not the case anymore to have a financial professional helping you. Um, so that's one place the misunderstanding happens. And then another is everybody calls themselves an advisor nowadays, Sean. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you think, well, I can just pick stocks myself, but that's more of a broker. That's not really a, fi a true financial professional. Right. An advisor should be there to help you at whatever phase of life you're in. And, you know, there's lots of different designations that you can get, lots of different credentials, all that stuff. But at, at, at the end of the day, nobody cares more about your money than you do. Or they shouldn't. Like my, I shouldn't care more about your money than than you do. Yeah, you're going to care and put your best foot forward. But at the end of the day, it's 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 my money, so I better care more about it. I should be caring more about it. Exactly. And my job as an advisor is to is to build a strategy, a guide, a framework that we can execute together. That we can go through and say, all right, here's here's what you're trying to accomplish long term. Here's how we're going to get there starting today, and here's you know the things that we're going to do strategically over the course of the next year and then the year after that and here's all the conversations that that we're going to have now does that mean that you have to have millions and millions of dollars to do that no probably not it means that you care about your money and if you care about your money then you should pro and you don't want to manage your assets on your own you should work with an advisor yeah yeah, I mean, it's there's so many, I don't know, examples that you could go from and misunderstanding it. But I think to me that's usually the big one is that people wind up feeling like it's a, um, you know, it's more the broker thing, right? It's mm -hmm. more the going to the, the big box corner store. I won't say the name, but they're, they're not really talking to you about long-term care strategies and Social Security maximization and, you know, your risk tolerance and how these things interact with each other and what's the best strategy for you guys to use if you're a couple versus a single person or what's going to happen when one of you passes and you move into a different tax bracket, right, the person left behind. All that kind of stuff doesn't really, I, I don't think, it gets addressed as often by the quote-unquote uh, one-trick pony. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, it does. Okay. So, and again, some reasons why people don't visit an advisor, a couple of them there, lack of trust, perceived cost, the do-it-yourself mentality, or just misunderstanding what an advisor does. So one of the reasons that many advisors offer that complimentary review is so you can find out what it is they do and not have to worry about the cost and all that good stuff. So those barriers are kind of removed right off the bat. So get yourself onto the calendar with Sean and his team at Elevated Retirement Group. Reach out to them online at elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. You can grab the number 
number off the website and give them a jingle that way if you'd like to. Uh, send them a message. Uh, lots of good tools, tips, and resources. Subscribe to the podcast. Tons of ways to get to know more about the gang at Elevated Retirement Group. Sean, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, and uh, give the little guy a, a pat for me. I will. Thanks, man. Yeah, tell him good job and, and keep up. So it's uh, it's pretty cool to hear how, how well they're doing. So it's really pretty exciting. Yeah, they're, they're a good little club. They're yeah, fun. man, that sounds like a lot of fun. So I'll catch you next time right here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.